there guys and welcome back to yet another episode of Murray Musings, your favourite Andy Murray podcast, probably because it's the only Andy Murray podcast available currently. Um, we think that there should be many, many Andy Murray podcasts, but um, but there's not, there's only us at the moment. So um, so yeah, welcome back to yet another episode uh, where, we, uh, where there's me, there's Scott, I'm here, uh, and my regular co-host Peter, and we do actually have a very special guest on this episode we have claire how are you doing claire you doing well hello i'm good thank you i'm good how are you yeah not bad not bad how, how are you finding your time in murray musings hq what do you think of murray musings hq right here i love it although i must say andy is looking a little bit bedraggled right now <laughs> it's it's, yes, it's actually. Like, it's looking like the house move has had a bit of an effect on him. Yeah, it's kind of falling to pieces a wee bit, isn't it, in the corner there. Um, <laughs> my Andy Murray cardboard cutout is not surviving that well. I feel like um, he, needs, he needs a crutch or something to hold literally, him up, Scott. Uh, yeah, literally, it's not looking good. I need to try and reinforce him a wee bit. But... Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, we're uh, we're very happy that you've uh, that that you've agreed to join us for this episode, Claire. Uh, and also, Peter, Peter, we need to hear from you. How are you doing, Peter? Are you doing okay? Doing pretty good. Yeah, doing feeling good pretty about good. This episode. Easy day today. Fantastic. That's good. These guys, um, these guys have been waiting around for me because, as usual, I was late arriving for the recording of this episode. Um, so just, I think just a you know, little bit. So we did it. Like it was about. Um, about 20 minutes, right? It wasn't near 20, half an hour. 20 plus, what, 15? Did you say that's about right? It was uh, 12.30 uh, <laughs> when you came on. Um, we had said 12 o'clock my time. Okay, half So an hour. Half it was 30 hour. minutes. Half but I wasn't looking at the clock. And obviously uh, you weren't either. Dear. But that's okay. Everyone listening is just getting such a bad impression of me. Every single episode, they're like, Scott no, I, is just... I would think from reading your tweets and listening to Murray Musings, people uh-huh. probably already know Scott. I don't think yeah, that's an impression about Oh, you think it's that's fine. how it is? Oh, gosh, it's not good. It's not looking good. Maybe I need to change th- things up a wee bit and try and, you know, get a grip on my life. Uh, but until that happens, you guys are just going to have to put up with me wandering in late. Uh, <laughs> but anyways... Anyways, let's try and focus on this episode. Um, yes, Claire, since we've got you here, we were wondering if you could tell us, you know, I suppose you're an Andy fan. Are you an Andy fan? You're an Andy Murray fan? Nah, I mean, I could take him or leave him, to mm. be honest. Mm. Like, he's all right. Yeah, yeah he's, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's all right. Uh, like, is he your, like, favourite player, would you say? Or, like, you know? Oh, I mean, obviously not. Like, obviously clearly, not, right? Federer and uh, Novak <laughs> come first. You can't even say that with straight face. <laughs> 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 yeah, for, for, for anyone listening, full disclaimer, I am kidding. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We'll, yes. we'll be getting messages. We'll be getting fun. hate emails coming in about you after after you've said that you're not a big fan. <laughs> um, just just tell them, redirect them to my Twitter. I'll I will do. Right. I'll send them right to you. Yeah. Um, and for anyone listening, um, if you can hear Claire's accent, uh, it sounds like uh, she's from Scotland. <laughs> um, one of my friends was like. Are they from like Australia? And I'm like, uh, no. And he was like, oh, I was kind of listening. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's good, but um, <laughs> they're from Scotland, the home of Andy Murray. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, on that note, on that note, Claire, how about you tell us a little bit about you know your origin story? We always like that phrase here at Murray Musings, don't we, Peter? We love my, the origin. my origins with Andy story. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the very first time, the very first time that I heard of Andy Murray was in 2003, before many other people had, well, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there actually that had heard of Andy in 2003. 
Um, but he played a really small tournament in at Scotston Arena in Glasgow, mm. um, Scotston Stadium. Um, it was like the Scottish Open, I think, and it, it literally ran for one year. Uh, but my my mom, being the huge tennis fan that she was had heard about this and and he played and I couldn't I honestly couldn't tell you for the life of me what the score was. I think he won. Right. Um but I, I I've got no idea who he played, how many matches it was, but I just remember my mum saying, This young lad is going places. He is going places. So he would have been like sixteen. I was gonna ask that. I was time. gonna be I was I was trying to work that out in my head there. I'm terrible with math. But yeah, he would have Um and I remember there was there was a tiny cut in like the Daily Record or the Even Times newspaper about it, and it it, it was it was literally like a snippet, and he was referred to as Andrew Murray of Dunblane. Oh God. Yeah, it it was old school, but then really for me the 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 Andy relationship started for me in two thousand and five. So obviously I'd heard that he'd won the U.S. Open Juniors in two thousand and four, and there was a little bit of a um hurrah about that here because he was a local boy essentially but for me it was 2005 with Andy when he played Queens and he played against David Nalbandian and oh. he had he had a, an absolute shocker of a match because he kept getting cramp in his thigh and mm-hmm. he ended up at one point he was rolling around on the court and people were saying nah he's not cut out for this he doesn't have the physical presence because he was pretty skinny at the time like he was muscular but he was skinny uh, he doesn't have the physical presence. He doesn't have the mental strength. Nah, he's not going to do it. And I remember at the time thinking, God, this is really unfair. We're looking at an 18-year-old guy here who's doing something that the majority of people out there could only ever dream about doing. And he's getting hammered for it because he got cramped during a match and didn't play very well. There's not very many 18-year-olds that could get up and do that. Yeah. Um, so... And, and I always remember my mum's words. She, he's going somewhere. He is going somewhere. And look at him, he did. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for me, that's when it all started with Andy in 2005. And then, you know, we, we move into the 2006 era when he started getting all the hate from the English fans because he stupidly made that joke about supporting any football team that England was playing in the World Cup. Yeah, that was such a big thing. That was such a big thing here. Peter, Peter, was it like huge over in the States? Like, no, no, it barely caused a blip because (laughs) I mean, we don't care about uh, football that much here. We have our American football. Yeah, Yeah, it it was massive here. I mean, people still like, obviously we're talking about it right now, but people still talk about that in their like when they want to talk about how much they dislike Andy Murray yes they still use that example well I'll remember I'll never forget when he was 19 years old in 2006 and he said he's anti-English because he will support any football team playing England in the World Cup and it's like Come on, that's that's literally what every Scottish person yeah, literally, will we say. Say it all the time, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> say it every year. Eh? It's it's good banter. Um. So yeah, and I mean from then on, I that really that really endeared me to to Andy Murray. That was like. For me, I was like, you know, if the guy's got the guts to go on television on the BBC <laughs> and say that, 
he's my kind of guy. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I just, I've just loved watching his journey over the years. It's been, it's been a roller coaster ride with Andy Murray over the years, hasn't it? Um, yeah. But, but he, he's just like, he's this constant presence, I think, for people of, so people of a certain age who were around, you know, their late teens, early twenties when Andy first started playing tennis, and and I, I've been one of those people. I feel like I've really been on this journey with him because we're close in age. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, you know, it makes me just it horrifies me that I'm slightly older than him and I'm nowhere near as successful. But I feel like we've watched him grow from this scrawny young kids into the man that he is now and I'm like I'm, I'm getting quite deep now I'm not but I feel like he's you know he's grown into this man father of four one of the three grand slams Olympic champion world number one and you yes. think this guy is just he's just from up the road yeah yeah you know yeah. He, he's just incredible and I, I just think without him tennis wouldn't be what it is yeah that's fair that's, that's fair. true i think i think like it's a it's classic case like when whenever we've kind of had like guests on like we're always gonna ask them and i always get to that point where it's like yeah i just love <laughs> you know after out of everything else like that's what it comes down to it's like just kind of you know uh, he's always kind of been there um but yeah like you've seen him you've seen him a fair few times live right you've seen a good few of his I've, matches i've been so lucky actually um with with my my tennis and seeing Andy, um. So the first time that I saw him live was at the Australian Open in twenty ten, um. And that was the first time. The second time. The third time. The fourth time. The fifth time. That I saw him. <laughs> you saw him a lot of times. Uh, basically, that, just went to went to all of his matches except for the final, um, at the Australian Open, and it was just it was incredible to see him live and to be able to you know when you you see people posting clips of certain matches back then they go a whole how how's it been a decade since this happened and that the well, the one that sticks out for me the most is obviously a semi-final against Marin Cilic when he hits this screamer shot and it's the one that they they post a lot All every year yeah. uh-huh. um and I like I was there I saw that happen I actually watched that in person and I I screamed, I screamed as loud as he did yeah. when he when he hit that winner. Yeah. Um, it was just incredible. I mean, the, the Australian Open is such an amazing tournament. It's a lot of fun to be at. You know, it's a, it's a real, it's a real fan friendly tournament. Um, and the, the prices make it really accessible to people. I'm not sure if it's changed much in the past. Like I went, I last went in 2017. Oh, okay. And, and, and it was, um, it was, it was reasonably priced then, but twenty ten it was just it was outrageous how cheap it was to go, to the point where you could wait until the night before when the order of play came out and just go jump online and buy a ticket for the Rod Laver Arena if That's your favourite was playing not... and it would maybe cost you like forty five dollars. Yeah. But not there bad was, at all. Yeah, it, it was just it was so good and it's it's such a great tournament to go to and the one of the matches, his second round match, he played on the Margaret Court Arena, which at the time was a show court, so you could access it through having just a grounds pass. The grounds pass was twenty dollars. 
I mean, twenty dollars, oh, wow. and you could go and see any tennis match you wanted, apart from the ones that were being played in Rod Laver and Heisen's Arena, which I think is now called it's called the John Kane Arena. It's changed its name like three times over the past few years. Um, and we, yeah, my friend and I found out that he was going to be on the the Margaret Court Arena for a second round match, and we thought, well, twenty dollars, let's. Let's get a ticket. <laughs> Went along and we got in while uh, Gail Monfils was playing. So we got to catch the end of his match. And as every at every change of ends, some people were getting up and they were leaving. So every time they did that, we moved down a few rows. <laughs> until by the time Andy's match started, we were right in the front row. So we were, we were super excited because we were so close to it, but I, I dutifully rolled out my Scotland flag and hung it over the front of where I was sitting. And then, then I got told off by one of the stewards who told me that I couldn't do that because it was covering up the Kia sponsorship sign. Boo. So, boo hiss for <laughs> Kia. So I brought my flag back up and I draped it around my shoulders. And it was just, it was so cool being that close to him during the match because... The, there was there was a, there was one point when his opponent I think either took a medical timeout or went for a comfort break, so Andy was just kind of like mucking about on the court and he was he was doing that thing where he like spins his racket round on his finger and uh-huh. you know and just like tapping the ball up and he he was he was like twenty feet away from me and I just remember sitting like gazing at him like this guy is so cool. Yeah. He's yeah. so cool. Just look at him and he had I don't know this is really sad actually that I remember that, but it must be because I was there and I was so caught up in the moment. But he was wearing his Adidas kit from that time and it was the white shorts and the bright blue top with this kind of lime green piping round mm-hmm. the collar. Yeah. And I just remember the like I was looking at him I was like he just looks amazing he's yeah. just everything about him he's just he's so cool i just love this guy so much and at the end of the match which obviously he won can't remember what the score was loads of people up left and there ended up being a handful of people left in the stadium and he was just like down at the front i'm like why are people not rushing down to get his autograph which so obviously i did ran down to him and then I just had this moment when I was like, <laughs> what do I say? He's right there. So I went, Andy, Andy. And he looked up at me and, and I panicked and I just threw my flag at him. <laughs> Balled it up and threw it at him. So he, he he got the message. He knew that I wanted him to sign it. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, right, of course. Of course. So, so he signed the flag and he gave it back to me. And then... He just, I must have just been staring at him and he, he, he kind of looked back at me and, and you could see the, the, the kind of panic in his eyes, you know, like, <laughs> what's this crazy girl about to do? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I, I can't, I can't leave it like this. I can't, can't just, this can't be the end. So I just held my hand out and went, high five. Oh my Lord. <laughs> I love it. To give him his due, he didn't leave me hanging. He gave me a high five. And it was... <laughs> Oh, hands down, one of the best moments of my life. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, and that was that that was the first time that you'd really like kind of met him, right? Yeah. Like that was yeah, the, that, yeah, that was the that was the first time I'd met him, and then, you know I'm counting that as a meet. Yeah, no, that that's a, a meet. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great story. Yeah, definitely yeah. counting that as a meet. Um, 
And, I, you know, actually, I've never met him again since. He's got a way of avoiding me. So I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, he, rem- <laughs> maybe he remembers that encounter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But but I I did get to I did get to meet Kim, which was super exciting. Oh, you need to wait. So for our listeners, like we we we've heard this story. Claire's told it, <laughs> me and Peter this story, but like get get your popcorn ready for this. Take it away, <laughs> take it away, Claire. Take it away. So it was the Davis Cup final in twenty fifteen. Sorry, not the final. It was the semi final against Australia at the Emirates Arena in Glasgow, and um. Andy had been playing, it was a Saturday, so Andy and Jamie had been playing doubles against Leighton Hewitt and Sam Groth. Um, it was absolutely amazing. It was like a thrilling five-set match, one of the best doubles matches I've ever seen. Yeah. And I, from my seat, I've just, you know, just happened to be scanning the arena during one of the, one of the breaks. And I saw Kim. I was like, there's, there's, there's Kim Murray over there. Oh my goodness, there's Kim Murray. And I was with my dad, and I'm like, Dad, look, there's Kim. Who? Oh, my God. I said, it's it's Kim Murray. Look over there. And, I mean, she she was was in the other stand, but, you know, like, um, probably about, like, 50 metres away. I don't, I mean, I've got terrible eyesight. Terrible eyesight. So, to this day, I don't know how I managed to spot her. It was the hair. I think it was the golden The glorious. Yeah. Of Kim. The long, Yeah. Iconic. So I was just like really excited that she was over there. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, she's nowhere near me, but I'm just like, oh, she's there. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, and she was pregnant as well at the time. So I was just like, oh, this is just so lovely. Anyway. <laughs> it gets better, guys. It gets better. <laughs> anyway, when when the match ended, we came down, down the side, round behind the seats and were about to walk out. And I just happened to glance over to my side and literally... To my left, three feet away, is the stunning Kim Sears Murray, right <laughs> next to me. So, again, I thought, I can't let this moment pass me by. So I just turned around and went, hi, Kim. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she turned around. I think she must have thought, oh, this person must, I must know this person. Oh, my because God. what random person would just come and say hi to me? so she turned around with this big smile on her face and then slight look of confusion when she realised she's got no idea who I am (laughs) oh my god and I'm like hi Um, hi I'm I'm Claire I'm a big fan oh my lord (laughs) and bearing in mind bearing in mind can we just remember at this point in 2015 I am 30 years old at this point (laughs) okay we're not talking about an excitable 17 year old I am a 30 year old woman who at this stage is also a mother of one so I you know I should know better I don't know who I think I am so hi 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 she's like hi I'm like hi we had had a bit of hi back you had had a hi time her brother and her mum were also there who were looking at me like, do we need to call security? Oh, Christ. <laughs> so I said to her, I was like, oh, I, I, this, is, this is probably really random, but could I please have a picture with you? Oh and she, she was like, I think she was in shock. So she just said yes, you know, like, she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I've got my phone out and I realised I am the worst person in the world at taking selfies. Oh like I would Lord. ruin any picture if I tried to take a selfie with her. So I thought I'm going to need to get my dad's who's started to wander off by this point. I'm, Dad, 
Dad. Oh, no. Dad. I'm like, this is getting really embarrassing. Like, you know, like, Kim Murray's standing here judging me. So eventually my dad turned around, but it was such a faff. It took, like, five minutes for him to work out how to take a picture on an iPhone. The whole while, it was just total silence between me and Kim. I'm thinking, I need to say something here to break the silence. She's obviously living her worst life right now. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Uh... So I'm going. I'm going right. Okay, think think of topics, Claire. Think of something that you could say to her. Okay, don't ask her about being pregnant. Don't. don't oh, ask, that's intrusive. God. Do not ask her about being pregnant. Okay. Don't look at Claire. Don't look at her belly. Don't stop looking down. Stop looking down. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, I could tell her that I really like her hair. No. No. Don't tell her that you really like her oh, hair no. because then she's going to think you're going to try and cut a lock of her hair off. Do not tell. Her. So eventually. My dad finally looked at this picture and I just said nothing to her until the picture was taken. I went, thanks, Kim. That was really good of you. Oh, that's amazing. She was like, no problem. It was absolutely fine. And then I swear to God, she ran into the VIP area. (laughs) (laughs) But do you know what? She is so lovely. I mean, she was so patient to stand there with me. Yeah. yeah. Well, we waited for my dad to to get the camera ready and take a picture. And she was... in, in the picture that I've got with her, she just looks really nice and smiley. Aww. and She doesn't look like I'm inconvenienced in her. So, yeah, that that was like, that was a really nice moment, actually, because she's, she's just so sweet and she is so beautiful as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Andy really, I mean, I think Andy is a handsome, handsome big lad. <laughs> But I'll tell you something, he is punching with him. <laughs> she is a stunner. Andy, Andy, Andy's listening to this uh, episode of My Music. He's like, yeah, yeah, I think I am. I'm sure Andy's listening in. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know what, though? Like, credit to you for that. Because, like, you know, like... And that way, I don't know. I don't think I could have done that. Like, I don't think yeah. I could have went up to Kim and like. Honestly, I don't know what came over me. I just shouted out, "Hi, Kim! Hi. Oh, it's it's my friend." <laughs> yeah. what, what? I would have been so nervous. Um, I actually met Brooklyn Decker and and erotic um EXO, and she was pregnant as well. She had mm-hmm. a cute little um belly, and I looked and I'm like, "Don't look down," because. <laughs> yeah. I just, of course, as he said, felt intrusive. And I was like, do I ask her for a picture? And I was like, no, no. Should I? And I'm like, "Mm, no. She was with her family as well. And I'm like, okay. I'm just going to leave her be. Um, But props to you, because I definitely would not have done that. No, I think I would have been way too intimidated. (laughs) I would have been like. What made it even funnier for me is that earlier on in the day my dad and i got there quite early right so we were sitting watching jamie and andy practice they were just kind of hitting the ball around and then there was only like where we were sitting there was there was me and my dad and there was a couple of other people already there and as andy and jamie came off the court they walked right past where we were sitting and these two girls ran down and they went and had a full-blown conversation with andy and they were in he was taking pictures and i was like okay, that, I need to go down. I need to go down and get a picture with him. But I could not move out of my seat. I was so nervous. Yeah. Whoa. That I couldn't, I, couldn't go, I couldn't go down because I was having flashbacks of 2010 as well, you know, like when I just <laughs> high-fived him. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was weird because I was too scared to go down and speak to him. But his wife, you were. Right? But his wife, 
Ant's wife. She's my best friend. So, yeah. <laughs> you could have went down to Andy and been like, do you remember me? <laughs> and he would have been like, High yes, five. security, security. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> But that's great, though. That's, that's amazing that, like, you could have had that kind of, you know, interaction with m- m- things like that. I, but there's more, you've seen more, yeah, you've seen, like, more matches of his, haven't you? Like, you've seen yeah, yeah, I've, I've so... Yeah, so basically, all at the Australian Open, um, apart from his final, and then I saw him again at the Australian Open in 2017, um, his fourth round match, or was it his third round match? He, did he go out in the fourth round of the Australian Open in 2017? That sounds Yeah, familiar. fourth round, right? Yeah. So yeah, Misha. So, so, yes, that's right. So it was his third round match I saw, and he played on the Heisen Serena or Melbourne Arena, I think it was called in 2017 which at that point was a show court rather than a ticketed arena so all you had to do was buy a grounds pass and I think the grounds pass had increased to something like $25 which is an outrage um but I went and I queued up for five and a half hours in the blazing sun oh wow it was mental I've never seen anything like it it was I, I actually remember at the time thinking that I was going to complain um, to the Australian Open about how it had been organised because they had everyone just queuing up and it was literally like a line. So you can imagine how long it was. The, the, there was thousands of people queuing and then the stewards decided that they were going to put, they realised how long it was. So they decided to put barriers up and get people to snake round in a line rather than just having a straight line. But because they did that, people who were almost at the front somehow ended up getting pushed all the way to the back. And people that had been at the back, because it was just people just surged forward when yeah, they saw yeah. the line was changing. So I was furious and I was trying to give a strong word to one of the security guards who did not give. The, like, <laughs> did not care at all. The guy was just like, yeah, whatever. Like stand in the queue. So they were coming out and, and the security guards are shouting, it's an eight-hour wait. It's an eight-hour wait. And I'm thinking, eight hours? You've clearly never met a Brit. Challenge accepted. <laughs> we love a queue. And um, eventually, yeah, eventually we got in. It wasn't an eight-hour wait. It was just No chance. No chance was there. <laughs> it was five and a half. I mean, oh, <laughs> Only five. <laughs> So, you know, that. so, but yeah, got got in eventually, got to see him play a couple of sets. He won, and then Dan Evans was on after him, so got to hang around and watch Dan Evans play. So that was pretty good, and then you know, obviously lost in the next round. But you could t- that was you know that even then he was starting to struggle a wee bit. Um, and then I saw him. I've seen him play Davis Cup as well, but then I saw him at Queens in twenty seventeen. Um, which is not a happy memory for me, to be honest, because he lost that match against Jordan Thompson from Australia, who was the... I think Jordan Thompson, he was, he'd either come through qualifying or he was a lucky loser. Can't quite remember which one it was, but he'd, he'd been playing qualifying and had... I can't remember if he actually got through or if he was the, the sort of reserve player. Mm-hmm. Um, and when when he said that's who he was playing, I, I, I was arrogantly thought, this would be yeah. so easy for Andy. Yeah. This would be a total walkover. And it was just, it was so painful to watch. So, so painful to watch. And I 
got I was getting so animated at one point that the woman sitting in front of me, this elderly lady <laughs> who at the time I remember thinking, gosh, you could be an aristocrat turned round and tutted at me for getting too Oh my god <laughs> too cheery. You know, I was I was getting too shouty. I was probably actually I think the problem was I was getting too Glaswegian for her. That'll be it. <laughs> That'll be it. So, you know, that that's a problem that we've come across in the past. And um yeah, she turned around and she tutted at me. Like, who, who are you I tutting mean... at? Excuse you. <laughs> but yeah, Andy lost that day and Stan Vavrinka lost that day and who was the who was the other seed that lost? The top three lost that day and I watched all of them lose. And um, I have been asked, respectfully, to never return to Queen's. <laughs> uh, the tournament director just stopped you on the way out and was like... Mm. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, we've we've had numerous complaints. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only match that you've seen of Andy Tutty Lawson, is that right? Like, that's the only match I've seen, yeah, in person, yeah, that that he's lost. I I wasn't at the Davis Cup match against Del Potro. Which I was. Uh, yeah. but that still brings up memories. Don't don't Which don't um, ask I'm, me to do I'm this. really, really glad I wasn't at that because I was so that was that was like September twenty sixteen, wasn't it? Yes, which so is was, crazy to think I about. I was heavily pregnant with my second child and um I tried to get a ticket for that match and I couldn't and, and it it ended up being like that was like a five and a half. Uh, five hours, yeah. So it? it's the longest match I've ever seen mm-hmm. last, yeah. like by far. Like by so far. I was I was really, really relieved that I hadn't gone, but I went to the doubles match the next day and I remember being so nervous because Del Porto was playing again at the doubles. Um well obviously we won that, but at, at one point I, I got a text message from a friend who was also there but sitting quite far away. I didn't realise he was there. Um, but from where he was sitting, he'd obviously spotted me down in the second row. And um, he messaged me saying, oh my God, I can't believe you're here. Please do not go into labour. <laughs> and quite, quite a few people were saying to me, like when I was going to the toilet or whatever, just having a wander about between um, between sets, people were going, oh my God, are you all right? Like, should you be here? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, Had you been fine. there for that Andy match? Had you been there for that Andy match? The only thing I can really remember about that, like, it was such a blur, that match. It was like five hours, but I'd got up at like, I was in like living in Aberdeen at the time, which is like a city, for, for people who don't know, a city is like, yeah, but must be about three so hours away. away. Three it's hours so away from away. Glasgow, yeah. yeah. And so I had to get up super early to be there. So it's like this epic match. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I feel shattered. But then, uh, yeah, no, good thing that you weren't there for that. Good thing that you weren't <laughs> in the arena for that one. Because, geez, what a, what a time. But, yeah, up until that point, I guess you must have been feeling that you were, like, kind of the lucky charm for Oh, my God, him. I totally did. I thought I, was, I thought I was Andy's lucky charm. I really did. Because... I would, I would always say to people, I mean, I've never watched them lose a match. And people were like, what? Don't talk. You talk rubbish. He's lost <laughs> so many matches. And I'm like, no, let me finish. Yeah. I've never seen him lose a match that I've attended in person. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's a good save. And that was true. That was true. I, I mean, I still, I maintain to this day that if I had been able to get a ticket to the Australian Open 2010 final, <laughs> he would have won. Federer yep. wouldn't have had a look in. Federer would no. have no chance. <laughs> it would, the, he would have heard the Glaswegian accent in the crowd and be like, well, oh, oh, I'm done. That's it. That's it. 
I did I did wait at one point um during the semi-final until there was total silence to scream out, Come on, Andy Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> my cousin my cousin who I was with dared me to do it. He's Australian. Uh, and he's like, I dare you, I dare you to do it because people will they'll hear the Scottish accent, so not one to back down from a dare. Nice. So so I did, I did. And I mean he, he must have heard it because it was so quiet, but he, you know, I think he ignored me. He probably remembered <laughs> me from uh, the Margaret Court Arena. <laughs> have you have you have you went to find the clip of it? Like have you have you yelled it out? Like I've, no, I've never tried I've, to find I've, it. I, I, kind of I, think I would love to hear it. Yeah. yeah, I think I'll I think I'll need to try and find it on um, like it'll be on YouTube or somewhere, won't it? At the match. Do you remember? Do you remember oh, yeah, like what surely. set it was? Oh already? God, no, Scott! You'll need to watch the entire thing. I mean, you asked me to watch a Fulani match. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all right. I can do that. I can do that. That's um, this weekend's homework. Yeah, literally. I'm like, go do that. I'll go do that. Um, but that's great. That's such a like intriguing kind of weaving story of your time with Andy, to be honest. Um, and now we're just going to get super depressed and then ask you what you think of his silence at the moment. Oh, I was having so much fun with my therapy session. No, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is Andy Murray therapy session right now, isn't it? Like Andy fans. I, just, I, I feel like right now, he, I, I, I desperately want to believe that he's just enjoying family time right now. Mm-hmm. He's, doing, he's doing a bit of rehab. Yep. He's got a newborn baby, and I want to believe that that's that that's all this is. He's just enjoying spending time with his family. I mean, he said he said in an interview not long ago that um, his daughter was getting upset when he was packing his bags to go away because they were so used to having him around for the past what four five months or so. Yeah, yeah. That she just couldn't. She, she couldn't understand why he was leaving and she got really upset and she was saying that the baby, which was um, his son, Teddy, the, the third child now, um, that he didn't want him to go either and, and they just would miss him so much. And I wonder if that's resonated with him a wee bit. You know, yeah. if, if now that now that they've got the new baby, if he's thinking, well, actually, do you know what? I could, I could just take a, another couple of months rehab at home and spend time with my newborn child who can blame him really you know for sure yeah, yeah. absolutely and uh, i i sometimes wonder maybe did he miss i don't know if if this is the case but possibly not with, with teddy but with his two daughters did he perhaps miss out on the early newborn phases with them because he was always yeah. on tour so maybe this is something that he's trying to do with this baby who knows yeah. Yeah. and at the end of the day as much as we we make jokes and we laugh and I post all these gifts about mm, you know, looking mm. at the clock and waiting and demanding news, at the end of the day, it's no one's business but theirs, really, what he's doing right now. If he wants yeah. to take that time, mm, he doesn't mm. have to tell us. We'd, we'd love it if he did, but he doesn't have to tell us what he's doing, does he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we chatted a bit before uh, recording this episode and I think, you know, uh, something that we all can agree on that yeah you know like me and peter recorded an entire like episode of my musings <laughs> two episodes ago uh basically i cried half the episode <laughs> about, <laughs> about why he hadn't told us anything and where he was and what he was doing but um but no yeah like honestly on a like a yeah a genuinely serious no like yeah you, you are right like he does you know we're fans of his and we're major fans of his and you know we're gonna continue to be fans of his but like 
yeah, we're just fans at the end of the day. Like, you know, he's got a life of his own and he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't owe us any explanation if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't want it. And if things are going wrong, it's, you know, entirely his right to kind of, you know, uh, be private about it and work through his issues, you know, without telling us what's going on. So yeah, as I mean, much he, as, you know. Could, yeah, you know, potentially if that's what it is, if he's if he's got concerns over something and he's, if he's worried about something, he maybe doesn't want to make a big song and dance out of it until he knows for definite what it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... Yeah, 100%. I and mean, and he's, he's, he's a private guy. Yeah. Always has been. They're massively private, yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I think you might have touched on it there, to be honest, because, like, you know, we all saw what happened when he tried to articulate last time, uh, you know, his retirement, you know, or his, you know impending uncertainty in terms of his career future and then suddenly there was retirement tributes and people waving him off at the Australian Open so yeah like he he was definitely kind of uncertain of what was going to happen um and I think you know I think a lot of kind of sports fans you know us included almost certainly like very much kind of want to deal in absolutes and deal with Mm -hmm. you know give us a straight answer as to what's happening, give it now, you know, we really want to know, uh, you know, what's going on, because it's, you know, but yeah, like, I think a lot of the time, a lot of it is kind of very much kind of up in the air, isn't it? And we kind yeah. of yeah. have to deal with that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's so hard, it is so hard, isn't it? I mean, I, I was convinced, I was utterly, utterly convinced when Josie Morgado made a tweet the other day saying that there was a big announcement coming, a big wild card announcement was coming. I was convinced that it was Andy. 100%. I had had it down. It was Andy. And then he revealed that it was Grigor Dimitrov. (laughs) Dimitrov. Which which I mean... (laughs) Grigor freaking Dimitrov. Are you not not a fan of Grigor? It's not that I'm not a fan. I just... You know, he's not Andy Murray. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. and when, when you think big wildcard announcement, big, you, I don't, personally, I don't think Dimitrov. Yeah. I mean, it's a fair point, to be honest. Like, it's, as bad as that wrong. sounds. As bad like as a, that sounds. He seems like, like a great guy. Grigor, if you're listening, I think you're a great guy. Grigor, you know what? We know for a fact. Grigor tunes into Murray Musings every week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Grigor is, you know, big, big on listening. But, but yeah, I'd be with you on that. It's yeah, like, oh, sure. okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, and was there another one? Another next one? No, okay. I don't, genuinely, when I saw, when I saw Demstrov's name announced, I thought yeah. that that was the warm up. <laughs> the warm. I thought that was the warm up, and I was waiting for the main act, and then I thought, like, "Oh, that is okay, okay." Disaster. I mean, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy, so happy for Dimitrov that he's playing again. But oh, no, for sure, for obviously, sure, obviously, absolutely, absolutely, no, no, for sure. Like so happy for Dimitrov fans. As well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she says through gritted teeth. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I I guess you know it, it is a question of, um, you know, you know, part of me thinks like part of me thinks Andy's just gonna you know announce that he's playing a tournament and like won't refer to the silence at all. I, <laughs> like I don't, just know what, I don't even him, think yeah. he'll announce it. I think he'll just stroll onto court and be like, <laughs> like oh, here. 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 Uh, yeah. you're here, right? Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it just, it could be any number of things. That's the thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like this kind of like radio silence that's been going on for 
for how long now? Like, it must be close. Must be close to a month, right? Is it? I think it's. I think yeah. it's been longer. I mean, when was um, Dubai? When, was, when yeah. So, when was all that? I mean, with the last the last time he actually played was Rotterdam, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. And then he pulled. And then he pulled out of um, pulled out of Miami, didn't he? So yeah. like he he was literally there in Miami. And he pulled out of the tournament. So that was the yeah that was really the last time that we kind of. That we kind of heard from him, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, I think yeah. I think you're right. It's been a, it's been about a month. Yeah, it seems longer. It really does seem longer. It does. It does. Yeah, it does. That's because like that. You know, that's the thing with tennis. Oh, like every single week, there's something like new happening, and you're like, oh, geez, that was only like. <laughs> it was three days ago. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a lifetime though, because like yeah, we are you know, especially in this era of like kind of twenty four seven news updates, like and news coming in all the time, and we're like, right, yeah, right. And I do, I'm not going to lie, I do find myself just, like, scrolling Twitter and, like, waiting for, like, the announcement of something to do with Andy, you know? Mm-hmm, be it mm-hmm. good news, be it bad news, but, yeah. Isn't it, isn't it one of the worst things as well when you get a notification on Twitter or Instagram to say that Andy Murray has posted and you're like, yes, finally, and then you realise it's a retweet for a, a paid ad with Castor. Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Andy, for tweeting something that I can't afford to buy. I really appreciate that. Yeah, literally. I was literally. like, oh, it's 40% off. It's 40% off. Even then? Yeah, even then. It's like, I've gotten a hat and a shirt. Because, uh, <laughs> of course, I support Andy in all and, ways. And also, but just, still. While, while, while we're on this topic, Andy, if you're listening, can you please design some female-friendly tops? Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. Mm-hmm. It's a fair point, definitely. And also maybe kind of lower the price a little bit, too. Just, uh, just a tad. Just yeah, a tad. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> You know, By like 75%. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be ideal for it. Um, you know, I've seen some joke tweets. It's like, maybe he just won't come back, won't say anything, you know? <laughs> like, could, like, you know what? I could, I mean, I genuinely, I could see him doing that. Just like, what? It has enough. That was me. I was done. Is it not? Is it not? Uh, I, I swear. Is it not like Federer who said something like that recently? Like, obviously, it, w- it would never happen with Federer. But like, if Federer got asked about, you know, when he would retire and like when he would kind of you know, uh, like, when he was going to, like, hang up the rack, because Federer gets asked about it all the time. Um, and he said something like, oh, when I retire, I don't think I'd tell anyone. You know, and I don't think... And I thought that was such an interesting kind of quote. But, like, obviously with Federer, you're like, nah. As if. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. It would be kind of an Andy Murray thing to do, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, to just kind of be like... The last time this happened, everyone waved me off. I've already had my retirement. Goodbye. <laughs> that, that's it. It's just, so funny, isn't it? Just, just when you said that about Federer, it just, that just made me think back to Andy's speech in 2012 after Wimbledon. And remember when he said people were saying to him, oh, no, you're in with a really good shot here. Roger's nearly 30. Roger's really getting past it now. And here we are, nine, <laughs> nine years down yeah, the line. It's nearly a Roger's long. nearly 40. That's right. That's right. And he's still Roger's going. still not past it. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? While, while, while we're chatting, Roger, like, sorry, listeners, we'll get back to Andy in a minute, or, you know, we'll, we'll cry a bit about Andy's, you know, absence in a minute. Uh, you have actually met Roger Federer. Can you tell? Can, you've got to tell, tell oh, this yeah, story. God, you've I met Roger Federer. And actually, <laughs> and actually talked to him, like, quite a bit, right? Imagine forgetting about the great Roger Federer. Yeah, you got to tell so, us this. Yes, so again, we're going back to 2017. Um, and we decided uh, that we would upgrade our flights coming home from Australia back to Scotland because, you know, who the hell do we think we are? But we did, didn't want to fly economy. 
<laughs> because we'd done it with a newborn and a three-year-old and it was hellish so we decided on the way back let's let's we'll be paying it off for the rest of our lives but let's bump up to business class for the the flight home so we've just got we've, we've each got a bed basically to to lie down on so when you upgrade to business class you have access to the emirates lounge um in melbourne airport and the the lounge is shared it's both first class and business class mm. so we're sitting in the lounge having a drink what should i add is this was the day after the australian open semi-final it's the australian open final so sitting in the lounge having a drink having something to eat and um my dad my dad was there with us as well um he's sitting reading his paper and he just typical sort of Scottish old manny yeah. type reaction. He looked, <laughs> he looked up and he went, "Ha, huh. alright, Roger." <laughs> this is such a good story. I love this. And story I, so much. I, I looked over, thinking, "Who, who?" Because for all my life, it doesn't matter where we've gone on holiday. My dad has met someone that he knows because my dad, for years, was a football referee. In oh, really? Scotland. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. He knew so many people and it didn't matter where we were in the world, at what time of year, he would bump into someone that he knew. So I just assumed at first when he said that, it was someone that he knew. Yeah. And I, so I glanced over to see who this, this Roger <laughs> is that he's talking to. I love this story. So and it was cute. only Roger bloody Federer. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh my God, oh my God, it's Roger Federer. It's Roger, Stan, this is my husband, Stan, it's Roger Federer. So... <laughs> so Roger bloody fitter. So as so I'm saying to my daughter Sophia, that I've got like I've got like my thirteen week old baby in my arms at this point. I'm like Sophia, Sophia, that's my daughter. Look, it's Roger Federer. Who? Oh my god! <laughs> I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. So I sent I sent a text message into my work group group chat, and guys, you are never going to believe who's just walked into the airport lounge. This is not a drill. Roger Federer has just walked in. Unbelievable. So they were all like, you have to go and speak to him. And before I'd seen him, so maybe like five minutes prior to this, one of the guys who I worked with had sent a photograph into the work chat mm. saying, does anyone have any idea who this is? No one had a clue. It was just, it was a little guy, maybe about nine or 10 years old, wearing a really old Scotland kit. Um, Anyone get any idea who this is? People were like saying so-and-so that we work with or such and such. Was it, was it this person? Was it... No, no, no. I'll give you a clue. It's a um, sportsman who's just won a really big prize. <laughs> and I was like, is it Roger Federer? Yes, it is. And then two minutes later, he walks into the lounge. So I've sent the message. You're not going to believe this. He is Roger Federer is in here. Claire, you have to go and talk to him. You have to. I was like, of I can't, course. I can't no, go and you, talk you to ha- him. You had to. You had to. I, that my stomach was churning. I was so nervous. I was like, I can't, I can't. He's with his wife. He's with his whole entourage. He's with his kids. And they, by the way, they have like three nannies. Yeah, well, naturally, four kids. Yeah, two better. Um, this massive entourage of people. And he was carrying the Australian Open trophy. That's insane. That's insane. In his arms. <laughs> and I, I was like, I, I'm, that's, that's the Australian Open trophy right there. It's within touching distance. So... I, I thought no, no, I, I can't, I can't go and annoy the guy. He's he's in with his family. He's travelling home. He obviously just wants to relax. But then I saw two other people going up to him and getting pictures. I was like, oh, to hell with it if they're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> 
if yeah. they're doing it, I'm going to do it. So I went over and my dad obviously came bouncing with me because he was like, I want to meet Roger Federer. I, I definitely want to meet Roger Federer. So um, over we went and got our pictures with him and he's so nice. Like yeah, because up, nice up until guy. this point, I remember you telling up until this point, you weren't actually. Up until that, yeah, up until that point, I was just like, I mean, I've, I've obviously got massive levels of respect for the oh, guy for, sure, for what he's achieved. Yeah. He's this m- massive tennis player. It was a really big deal for me to be in the same room as him. But I was never necessarily like a fan of him. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, absolutely. fan of his 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 tennis, the way he played. Not necessarily a fan of him. I was also a little bit like, meh, bit yeah. arrogant. Yeah, bit for sure. Bit of a sore loser. You know, just... He's he's never lost to a better player. He's only ever lost because he wasn't good enough. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. So Roger, if you're listening, are you hearing this? <laughs> you know, we're about to we're about to change the opinion. <laughs> because then I go over to him and he's just like chatting away really nice. He's like, Oh, how's your baby? I'm I'm like I'm literally standing there with a newborn baby, well, thirteen weeks old yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, what's his name? Oh, how old is he? Mm-hmm. Chat with like just such a nice guy, and um, then I, I started to started to walk away, and I've I've texted my friends, and I was like, I just met him, and I got my picture with him, and oh my god, it was so so exciting. And my mate said, "Did you ask him about the picture that I just sent into the group chat?" But I didn't. I totally forgot, and so I was like, "Did I go over to him again, or does that seem a bit desperate?" And I thought, "Oh well, do you know what? He's gonna he's gonna walk past me again in a minute, so I'll yeah. just wait here." So when he came walking back towards me, I was like, "Oh, Roger, sorry to bother you again, but I just wanted to show you something. Do you recognise this picture?" So I showed him the photograph <laughs> on my phone, and he was like, "Wow." where did you get that picture i said i swear to god i'm not stalking you (laughs) i'm not a crazy stalker my friend actually sent this into the group chat before you'd even walked into the room it's just a total coincidence and um he was like wow i've not seen this picture in years yeah he said uh he went that was when I was in, and he said, oh, he went, do you know, do you know my mum's South African? And I was like, no, obviously you're like, I don't you're know like, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he went, oh, he says, well, he went, my mum's South African. Um, he said, so every Christmas we would go over to South Africa to spend Christmas or just after Christmas with her family and celebrate. And I loved football. So a member of the family would always buy me a new football kit. And that was my gift that year. They brought me the full Scotland kit. Nice. It's so cool like, that, that Roger so, Federer so told cool. you this story. That is insane. I just yeah. think, like, because when you told me this, I was like, was there not, like, security with him or anything like that? There, none of that? Wow. No, nothing like that. It was just, it was so cool. And, yeah, we had, like, a five-minute chat. That is, oh, my and I, God. And I, I came away from it absolutely buzzing. And then he was on, he was on our flight as well. Because You're like, hi, Roger. Flying. <laughs> I totally was like that. Like, yeah. when, when, we, when we got onto the plane... His um his nannies and the kids were sitting in business class, but he was in first class, obviously. Yes, naturally, <laughs> um, Obviously. Obviously. But, like, I saw him getting on, and I was kind of like, hi. Hi again. <laughs> <laughs> fancy, meet, fancy meeting you here. Uh, hi, Rog. Again. <laughs> and that's when I think he was like, okay, security. Yeah, sure exactly. Get on the flight to Switzerland. <laughs> so then, you know, we saw, we actually, we saw him again at Dubai Airport. Right, and he was going through, but he got fast-tracked through the security at Dubai Airport because it was so uh-huh. busy. But people 
obviously were kind of like at first they were like who's this guy that's getting special treatment and then they, all, they start seeing like the elbows going and people are you know the heads yeah nudging and the classic yeah. like oh my god there's roger Federer. and i was like yeah i've already met him we chatted you were there with your photo like just just, yeah. just met him <laughs> as, he, as he's going through i'm like right roger i'll see you next time yeah i'll see you next week <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. I love how this episode of Murray Musings we've basically been, uh, you know, exposing you as someone who's not afraid to just go up and just take your <laughs> chances and these kind of things, you know? <laughs> to be honest, though, you've got no idea the level of nerves that I had when I was doing it. I was just like, I was, I was shaking with nerves and adrenaline because I'm not like a, a my friends will tell you this, I'm not like a small talk person. I cannot think of anything worse than having to make chit chat with people. It's just mm-hmm. not my style. So like yep. to go and speak to a complete stranger, even although it's a stranger that I know. Yes. You no, know, it's like someone that I admire. It's I'm, it's like so nerve wracking because I'm just like, oh, but part of me wants to do it, but the the other part of me, which is like super antisocial, just doesn't want to at all. Um, so it was a really, really big deal to go and chat to him. It was so cool. That is insane story. Like, I, so like I, I really, I really need to get, I really need to get Andy on record now. I need to like. That's what it is. Like, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I guess like the only disappointment is that it wasn't Andy. You know, like. Yeah, because like you know, I've I've got my, I've I've met Jamie. I've had my photo with Jamie. I've had my photo with Judy, yeah. the Queen. Yeah, Queen Jude. I've have had had my photo with Kim. You know, I I just I need I need to add Andy and and that'll be it. That'll be once it's done. Once I've had my picture with Andy, that's it. It's done. I don't need to stalk anyone ever again. Mm. <laughs> so again, and that's you know, why Battle of the Brits is going to be so much fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Battle of the Brits, where where we're both going to be, we're going to be there. Yes, that'll be fun. So it's going to be, so, much, it's gonna be, be so exciting. Peter, Peter, it's, you you know, you're not in the chat. <laughs> yeah. We're going to we're going to FaceTime you. Into I I think I do need to. Uh, Shout out the money and uh, come. You do. Now. You need to shout I mean, out, Peter. You need it to. just seems like it's going to be, of course, such a great time. Yeah. So we're, we're going to face. Why not you. fly all the way to Scotland? Why not? You totally Get should. You can stay at my house. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, there you go, room. Peter. Like free accommodation. Uh, Lodging know. settled. Okay. Sorted. Right. So we've confirmed that Peter is coming over. And that's what we've done here. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to do. A, we're going to do a live podcast for sure. Yes, I think so. Yes. I think that nice. genuinely is what we're going to. Got to look at, but we've still got a few months. I, I don't know, like, for me, I'm like, that's, like, the thing this year for me, like, in December, right in December, miles away. <laughs> still, like, half a year away, and I'm like, oh, God. Is it not, is it not December yet? Oh. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I suppose, yeah, that's, that's you know, we, we were looking at keeping this episode of Murray Musings quite short, but there were another few things we wanted to quickly touch on, right? Is that right? We wanted to kind of chat a wee bit about... Um, Monte Carlo, like that's a tournament that happened, guys. Did you watch it? Did you did you see the final? Did you? Yeah, I mean it happened, but like Andy wasn't. Andy there. wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Like he. So, yeah, for me, I actually, I, I'm ashamed to say that over the past couple of weeks, I haven't been watching that much tennis. So I'm going to defer to Peter. On yeah, this Peter, one. you've been you've been watching a fair bit, right? Yeah, so I watched um quite a bit of Monte Carlo. Um, and it was good to see Stefanos win course, a yeah. pretty big title. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And, I mean, the shocker of uh, Rafa going out uh-huh. against uh, Rublev was, was something. An 
unbelievable Certainly. match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, outrageous. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, yeah, Djokovic falling as well. Like, uh, the same day, yeah. I think, right? Same day? Like, mm-hmm. uh, that was... Insane when that happened. Oh, it was like next day. I think it was next it, day Rafa went out. I thought like, it was the day before. Didn't maybe the day before, yeah. Was it yeah. not Djokovic went out first and then Nadal? That sounds, that yeah, sounds familiar. That sounds right. That yeah. sounds familiar. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. And it, no, it's good to see Steph get it, you know? Um, I think, you know, it was... Uh, Monte Carlo is such, like, a kind of odd tournament because, obviously, it's, like, the first, like, kind of clay court one. Um, and then Rafa's, Rafa was winning it for like, he's won it like 11 times or something. And then suddenly mm-hmm. the last two winners are just, you know, <laughs> totally, well, you know, not randoms, but like Fognini. Fognini is a bit random <laughs> in 2019. Yeah. And then Sitsipas. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, I, would, I, would, I would rather Sitsipas than Fognini. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> same. Uh, 100% same. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, it, it was good to see Steph get it. It was good to see Steph get it. So, um, it'll just be interesting to see how the rest of the clay court season pans out. You know, there is obviously a, a couple of tournaments this week um, that both. I thought for the longest time I had to work it. Out. I had to sit down and watch it yes- yesterday because I knew that Nadal and um, Djokovic were playing yesterday, and I sat down to watch. Like and they were playing at the same exact time. This is one of the first times I've ever seen this uh, with like the big players. They were playing exactly the same time. Like almost, I think they started their matches almost exactly the same time at two different tournaments and it was like Djokovic and Nadal and that was like the one of the first times I think I've ever seen that happen like concurrently at the same time mm-hmm. but like in a totally different event um, so yeah I mean they're both still in their respective tournaments Djokovic in uh, in Serbia I think he's in Serbia isn't he Serbia Open I think and yeah. uh, Nadal in Barcelona for so. his Serbia Open absolutely so I think yeah it'll be interesting I, you know like as much as Steph is fantastic and I'm sure that team is going to come back at some point you know and start you know really making kind of waves on the clay I mean it's still going to be those two isn't it that we're going to have to <laughs> you're going to yeah. be keeping an eye on right that's, like that's the French Open final right there I mean it, it literally I think it is I think it is unless you know and with the same result I'm fine with yeah yeah I mean <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, is, it is just, you know, not to bring it back to Andy, but also to bring it back to Andy, because we're an Andy podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is honestly just a case of kind of waiting to see if Andy will play on the clay at all, you know, right? Like, that's kind of what we're wondering, because uh, initially yeah. he did say, he did say that he was going to kind of play on the clay. Um, and now, yeah, we're what, two weeks in or three weeks into the clay season? And yeah, it's not played yet. Yeah. So I wonder, it wouldn't surprise me if he, if I mean... He is hoping he plays a couple of clay warm-up tournaments before the French Open. But it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't do the French Open itself. No, you think? You think just play a few small events? Because of how close it is to Queen's. Really? Okay. Yeah, I could maybe see that. Um, I, 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 I could see either that or like I could see also um, him doing something similar to what Federer has announced he's going to do. Federer's schedule is really interesting. Have you seen it? Like, he's only going to play... Uh, is it Geneva that's on clay? Yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah. Like, the Federer and fans are going to be in Open. our mentions and be like, how can Scott not remember his schedule? <laughs> I, I think it is Geneva. I think you're right. Like, so he's going to yep. play Geneva. And then just a French Open. Like, so he's not playing any of the Masters mm-hmm. 1000s on the, on the surface, which is, um, I mean, maybe not hugely surprising for, for, for Roger, but you, you... Yeah, not for Roger. Yeah, but you kind of imagine that, like, if you're going to play a clay event, you play one of the Masters, right? But yep. obviously not, if, you know... Maybe he's hoping that he can maybe pick up a wee title on the, on the clay. Yeah, which, he needs another title. On the clay, yeah, which will be... Poor thing. 
which will be interesting. <laughs> interesting to see if it if that happens. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess. I guess. Is there anything else that you guys want to touch on this episode at all? Or, uh, yeah. Real quick, yeah. I want to mention about where we go from here. Oh, for sure. Go on. Peter, um, yeah. Hopefully, of course, we'll be talking about Andy's uh, tournaments that he's going to be playing uh, for all this year. Um, but I do want to forecast for y'all um, what's uh, coming up for our episodes. So over the coming episodes uh, coming up, we'll look at Andy Murray through the lens of a photographer, a sports announcer, and a writer uh, who we'll have on, um, who has uh, blogged about uh, tennis for many years. So we've got a few episodes coming up for y'all to listen to, so we're all excited about them. We, awesome. Yeah, we love having kind of... We've started a wee... Our, our regular listeners, because again, we do have... We, I always get excited when I hear that people listen to us <laughs> regularly, including yourself, Claire. Yes. Um, that, uh, yeah, we've got a wee kind of series going whenever we have like a sit-down interview um, with someone. It's like a conversation with series, that's what we like to call it. Uh, like so, it. yeah, we're going to, yeah, we're going to be, be kind of, you know what, like, it's, it's one of those things where I don't think we initially kind of set out to do that kind of thing and to do like these kind of interviews like episodes with people um but it, it's almost kind of worked out quite well that we've kind of segued into doing it while andy isn't as a regular player on the tour yeah. you know what i mean like it's kind of um it, it's kind of you know it's all it's obviously kind of helped us to be able to kind of continue to make a podcast because otherwise we're like Oh, every episode we're going to be like, so, Andy, where are you? <laughs> Come back to the tour, Andy. <laughs> Looking back in 2008. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. Um, so it's obviously kind of helped us. But, um, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we've we've received some, like, really kind of, like, really nice feedback from people listening. So, um, yeah, major, major thanks for that. Um Claire, I do believe that you're going to be, you know, somewhat semi-regular returning, returning to Murray Musings. Is that right? You're going to be, you're going to be coming in for a good for a few episodes in the future. Is that the plan? Is that what you're planning on? You tell I mean, us, Claire. If, How often if, do you want to come on Murray Musings? If if you guys want me, I'll come on as often as you. Surely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, you know what? I, I I love to talk about Andy in mm-hmm. case you hadn't noticed. Well, just, naturally, you know, but, yeah. And, and and just you know to put it on record to to anyone who was unsure or is still unsure, I love Andy Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, the only real thing that we need to make sure of before we, uh, you know, uh, we, we hire, we hire a, a, a host, uh, another host to, to come on with us. So, yeah, like if you're up for it, Claire, we'll definitely, we'll definitely, you know, come, come on. You can oh, see. I would love to be back. Fantastic. That's, that's great. I we, mean, I'm, I'm looking around Murray Musings HQ right now <laughs> and I can see myself. Fitting right in, fitting right into my making music. myself yes. at home here. That's what we love. So you know, we love to hear that. That's just what we love to. Hear. We don't pay well. We don't really pay anything. But uh, you know, um, as long as you're okay with that, uh, you just need to pay me in buckets of joy of Andy Murray content. I think we can guarantee that. Uh, we can do that. I think. Yeah. I think we can try and guarantee that. Andy, if you could help us out by playing a match, I'm only joking. Uh, like, that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm only joking. Also, you come back when you're also, ready. Also, Andy, if you're listening, um, will you sign my rubber duck at Battle of the Brits? Please and thank you. That's a big thing. That's a big thing, Andy. That's, you need to come back just to do that. Uh, uh, the rubber duck needs signed at the end of the year. Um, but yes, yes, guys. So yeah, like, thank you very much for listening. I guess to another. 
wonderful, uh, wonderful episode of Murray Musings. I've had fun. I hope you guys have had fun. Uh, you guys got a little bit annoyed with me after I was late, but you know, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's know. fine. Never, <laughs> never. I'm literally always late to Murray Musings HQ, and that's what you know. That's what our listener, our listeners, basically knew that already. Listen. I feel like Peter. We should change the locks. Oh my and god! Murray Musings guys, HQ. I'm gonna be like camping outside. If he's late again, he just needs to bang on the door until we let him in. I yeah. Mean, at this point, that sounds reasonable. At yeah. this point, yeah. I think all of our, you know, all of our staff members here are probably probably in agreement with you. To be honest, um, <laughs> I'll just head outside now. Uh, but no, on a, <laughs> on a more serious <laughs> note, um, yeah, thank you very much once again, guys, for listening to yet another episode of Murray Musings. Um, I've been Scott. He's been Peter. She's been Claire. Thank you very much for listening to yet another episode. Thanks for listening. See you in the next Bye, one, guys. guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.